0: Hi team, welcome back to the cast it is your host James Rankin. Today, myself and Jamie sat down and we talked about all things feedback. How we do it, why we do it and why we think it's important. We both crave feedback and seek it out from each other and we kind of dive into it a little bit in this podcast. Before we get stuck into today, I do have a couple of announcements for you. Announcement number one is we have Coach Pa joining us from the Kingdom, Kerry So he will be around in the three different gyms this week. So please make him feel nice and welcome and say hello to him. And announcement number two, we are hosting interviews for the internship. If you haven't already reached out to us about this, please, please, please do. We are still, we still have spaces for the interviews um, if you're unsure as to what it's about, just let myself or Jamie know and we can sit down and have a real casual conversation just to fill you in on what the potential outcomes might be or who it's for. Otherwise guys, please enjoy the show.
1: diva why'd you pick this? Because it's in our day-to-day culture and... It's something I have done a lot of um, work on over the years. Um, we, we started it years ago, like trying to integrate it into the day-to-day operations. It has to be part of your day-to-day. And we've learned a lot of lessons about how to do it well and how to, you know, what are the pitfalls and how to really not do well. And, you know, and also there are drawbacks.
0: Like it's not all positive. I would say, you know, what do you mean by positive? As in, not all feedback is positive. Yeah.
1: So, does not even if you don't always get a positive outcome from getting a lot of feedback, even if the even if the feedback is high quality. Right. Yeah, we've seen, we've we've seen um, y- you ex- y- 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 deliver feedback in the way you should, received in the way it should be received. Everything should be good, and then you get the outcome you don't want instead of the outcome you want. We've seen that too. Oh. Yeah. Shit. True, no fault of anyone. Just the way that. Yeah, because it becomes, it, if it's really regular feedback it's all the time, it can become destabilizing. Because something that happens for, um, I guess, for anyone trying to build confidence in an area, um, you need to build confidence. Mm-hmm. You need to build a belief that what you're doing is going to work and it is working. Right. And if there is somebody always developing or always giving you an area to work on, you can find it hard to settle on your way. Huh. Now, I've experienced that a few years ago, getting feedback from somebody who was really well-meaning, very knowledgeable. And they, I got to a point where I was like, I need to step away from this person right. because I, I'm trying to do something Um according to the feedback I'm getting, I'm never finding settling into a way and making the mistakes myself. And yeah, yeah, so I guess for us, it's really valuable and important to have feedback as part of the culture so that it's free flowing all the time. But then also the frequency and the intensity of it has to be managed to a certain degree. We used to give more feedback than we do now. Mm -hmm. I think it's better now. Why is feedback important? I think, I think, most of us instinctively know that we need outside voices looking at us and saying, "I think you can improve there," and we don't always pick pick up on them ourselves, yeah so if you've got someone else who we respect saying coming in and saying, "Here, this is what I'm seeing, here's what I would suggest or this is what I'm not liking about it, and then you figure it out."
0: Without it, you just don't get as much growth, as much as as much speed. It's it's about growth, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't know what your blind spots are. They're literally blind spots for a reason, right?
1: Couldn't have said it better.
0: That's only, it. Only here we go. End of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so um, feedback's hard. Um, I personally find giving feedback hard. Yeah. Shy of well done. That was great. Which <laughs> isn't really feedback. Yeah. Um. And. I find getting it hard, but I crave it because, on the other side, I want to be the best. I'm what I do. I want to be the best coach in the room, city, country, world. And I know that if I just keep plodding along, doing what I'm doing, I'm not getting anyone going, here, what about this? This could be better. That, that won't happen. But it can be hard-hitting. How do you find... How do you even giving feedback? Because you, you you give quite a lot.
1: Yeah, it's part of my role now, so I, it's part of my job to do that. Yeah. And if I'm not, I'm failing in my job, so I have to do it. And it's something I've built towards because same thing. It's it's really hard to do well because you're running into friction all the time and resistance, and you're upsetting people, you're pissing people off. <laughs> you don't <laughs> want to do that. I, I hate doing that. I hate it. Uh, but it's part and parcel, and it's not always that right. I mean, yeah. Sometimes it's that,
0: Um,
1: but I find it now it's a, it's a bit more, it's a, it's become a bit more operational for me where I can, I can see an improvement. I have an approach to giving feedback. I always have to take a pause and think about how is this going to be delivered? How is it going to be taken? And then I try and do my best to make it as constructive as possible, but I don't find it. um, I don't find it that taxing anymore. Unless sometimes it's, there's some really hard feedback to give. Yeah. Then it stresses me out all day before I give it. I'm walking around with the, with the butterflies and the, yeah. the anxiousness around it. That happens. And sometimes I put it off a day or two because I can't face it. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, that's the realities of it. But um, by and large, it's much, uh,
0: it's much more part of my day now. Yeah. Do you find that some people are easier to... Give feedback to you, just like personality type wise, or yeah, of course, some people are really
1: open to it and they're very skilled at processing it and and actioning it, right? right. And then some people are just not used to it and they're very, you know, they're not desensitized. And then they're also, um, they need to hear it forty different ways, forty different times, for forty different questions, and that's fine too. Uh, it's a skill to build up, I think. Um, but tell me, I'm I'm interested. Why do you, what is it that you find at heart?
0: So you say to to deliver it. What is it about it? Um I suppose lack of practice and and knowing that I like to think I'm quite empathetic. I like to think that's one of the reasons I'm good at my job is because I can kind of go, How are you feeling today? I know that you need shouted at. I know that you need cuddled and an arm around the shoulder and go today it'll be okay. And I know the other person needs me to roll in the face. Mm. I'm kind of good at figuring that out pretty quick. And so I find then that if there's something on the gym floor, I can give feedback to anyone at any time. My mm. Fraser could come into my gym and I'd be like, "Heels, you can do that better kind of thing. But then outside of that, I find it hard to give. Just because I know how it feels for me when I get it. Therefore, I picture that they're going to feel the same way
1: and i'm like oh i don't want to do that oh. <laughs> but i think the empathy bit you've hit on i'm an yeah. over-empathizer yeah. as well and sometimes it's a great thing and then sometimes it really hinders Uh look i've been watching other people do this like i've been watch how other people do it and definitely some people have very low empathy and sometimes it, It's great for feedback. (laughs) (laughs) They don't give a shit. They just deliver it direct, unvarnished, and the person can do what they want with it. Now, does it damage relationships? Of course, that's the the downside of that. But the feedback can be quite to the point, right? And I know for me, um, one of the pitfalls of being an empathizer is that I have to watch that. I'm not trying to mind the person too much as I give it to them. Yeah. Because, because you're perceiving that they might feel a certain way rather than just... Yeah, like you, you've already said, it. They'll, they'll feel how I would feel if I was receiving it. And everyone's different. So, you know, and there's a bit of... Um, you know, my mother always says, you know, you have to trust that people won't fall asunder. You know, they have to respect that they're going to be... They're, they're not fragile. They can yeah. take it and give them that respect that they're going to be able to take a hard conversation process it and put it into action and you know the world won't end so so there's a bit of like okay well it's, it's don't you know cuddle them is kind of saying that you're not going to be able to take it where they can yes yeah. you know what I mean yeah, you have to trust yeah you have to trust it you have to trust that uh, so the empathizer bit I think is um it, you know on the other hand it makes it really makes you give it in a way that's as low damage but as, and as constructive as possible and yeah. I think that's a good side of it. Um,
0: can we get into some specifics? Yeah, let's do it. With feedback. So we had this conversation through the week via message, but you had a couple of things you wanted us both to think about. And one of them was, what is the most valuable feedback you've received? Mm. This was the hardest one for me to answer.
1: Yeah, because how do you define valuable? Yeah, because like the one, like there's another one we're going to talk about, the most difficult bit of feedback. That was a lot easier. <laughs> because that was just the, the highest level of pain I've received <laughs> from faith feedback, <laughs> and I remember it, right? Yeah. But the most valuable, like, it's like, yeah, there are a few little things that jump out, but they seem like little things, yeah. you know, like an outside voice from uh, someone you respect, and um, you really take it on. It's like, that's a little thing for me, but come from that person, I absolutely need to change that. I need to action it right away because if they're saying to me, they've picked that out for me. Um, and like, they're everything from, I was only telling someone the other day, like Khalipa asked me when I was sitting in front of him, I said, he, he just turned to me and said, what would happen if I rang you, your gym right now? And I was sitting in Portugal with him in a hotel conference room. And I said, uh, I picked up my phone, So my phone would ring right so this is way back in the day and uh, he said okay and then what would happen would you answer I said no because I'm here so is it would go to your voicemail I said, yeah and would you listen to the voicemail I said probably <laughs> <laughs> and he said so and then when would you get back to him? probably tomorrow and he said do you think that's okay I said um well I think so <laughs> because I was in a mode of like that's how we always did things and he said, why is it that CrossFit gym owners think that it's okay that you leave a voicemail and someone gets back to you the next day? It's like, if you rang a company looking for information, do you not want them to answer the phone? Yeah. I was like, of course I do. I was like, get a, fucking, get a fucking front desk. Get wow. a phone. Did you uh-huh. not have one? No front
0: desk. So when was this? Oh, man,
1: 2015, 15,
0: so 2016. Still, that's, yeah, that's kind of when they CrossFit business revolution started
1: to happen, was not it? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like, when you're building a CrossFit gym, you've no money. Yeah. And a front desk is a luxury. <laughs> like, it's a massive luxury. Yeah. So um, I was thinking, not a hope. But then I did eventually get a front desk, and we have a landline in each thing, and it gets answered. And, like, a little thing like that, where it doesn't sound like all that much, but I remember thinking, like, there's somebody with a different perspective, like just asking questions,
0: and I had the answer. It yes. was like, oh, yeah, okay, that was a great bit. Can we yeah. tangent on that a little bit? Hmm. Um, so you kind of mentioned it there, and this is something I ponder on all the time, and it's like, who gives you the feedback I think is very important? And I'd love to know your thoughts on this. So, like, if you came up to me and said, like you did the other night, you were like, let's talk about your class. Here's what I saw. Here's how we can improve it. And for me, I'm going, yeah, deadly because you've been doing this longer than me with more intention and you've got feedback from other people that I then also look up to. So it's like you have different eyes that have seen many more things. So I'm like, deadly. I want to take that on board. But if, like, your mum's cousin's daughter's boyfriend came in and he does PT in some other gym. And he was like, oh, and he's been doing it six weeks. Mm. He was like, I've seen this. I think you should change. I find it a little bit harder to go, oh, yeah, well, actually, I completely respect that and go. But I know that he still has different eyes and it might actually be beneficial. How do you deal with that where if maybe someone comes in and goes, I'm thinking this and you're like yeah well i've been doing this for 10 years i've spoke to all the people who've been doing it 15 years what do you know
1: yeah so i think right away if i find myself thinking about how long i'm doing it versus how long you're doing it it's a red flag for me cool. because i'm like okay straight away this person doesn't have the credibility i have and it's like it's it's it's, it's your ego getting in the way right doesn't mean it doesn't happen it happens all the time yeah right and um, I do think who gives the feedback is still important because um, it's a role thing. Like if so, if I walk into a drop-in class in Boston tomorrow on holidays, and I, I'm doing a class, and someone at the back of the class beside me is doing cleans and their technique, I, I spot something. If I turn around, like I can really help that person. I know I can <laughs> <laughs> I really can help them. And my intention is to see them getting better, but I don't have that role for that person because the relationship isn't there. Right. So when we, we talk about our leadership, you know, the Maxwell's five levels of leadership, the second level of leadership is that relationship based. Mm-hmm. And the first level is, is positional. So first of all, I don't have a position for that person. I'm not their coach. I don't have that role and I don't have a relationship. And if it, so it doesn't work. It's the person will be like, who is the bloody drop in? giving me coaching in the back everyone rejects that yeah like and and rightly so because the role isn't there so i think um the person and their credibility always comes into into your mind but then you always have to think like like you've already identified there is potentially useful information here so i think in that instance um there's a bit of being polite thanks a lot and then go away and analyze it yeah if I find myself rejecting it, then I have to give myself a bit of a good check on it.
0: Yeah,
1: like why? Like, why am I, re- why am I re- rejecting this? And then, like, and sometimes the feedback is just not valid. It's, it's like, you're like, thanks, but I know why that's like that. And it's very deliberate, right? It's deliberate like that. Um, and then there are people who, like, those level five leaders who, no matter what they say, I don't need a relationship. They don't need to be my coach. Like, I know what they've done, gone and done before. I'm gonna put some serious stock into it. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Cool. Um, yeah, like like we, we've talked about before the difference between getting feedback from um someone who's in your class who's training versus another coach versus your coaching mentor. Yeah, like you just process those three things Different. quite differently. Yeah. Cool. Right, back to the first question. What's the most valuable feedback you've ever received? Like, so I, I use kalipa as an advantage that's okay. as an sure. example so there's loads of little ones of those right, right? and like, not one of them stands out cool. like i said um i was doing my level two course for crossfit years ago and carl Stebbins walked over and he said beautiful to me i looked at him he said you said that six times Pick a new word. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks, Carol. Uh, and then and then since then that every time I hear myself saying that, I go, pick a new word. Because Steven said, it.
0: it's different. Wow, that's clicked something for me there, I I say this. Cool. That was you, you gave me feedback there without even knowing it. <laughs> so <laughs> so what's, what's your word? Lovely. and I get teased about it by some members because it's one of the only words I actually say with a bit of a dub yeah. like, <laughs> but I say it all the time I don't even know I'm saying it mm. wow so what's the most difficult feedback you've ever received? Uh okay this one was easier
1: yeah so I take a big sharp in, in of breath here because I can feel it like the difficulty is that it comes from so it, it came from the Phil 150 team, right? The, the event team. And yeah. right. so after the 2019 event, the sanctioned event, yeah. we had it's taken big the big one, we had taken a huge leap from a national event to international, a million views online, best athletes in the world there, all the coaches there. The scrutiny was just another level. We had never experience, experienced it before. And after the event, we have a bit of a debrief. And um, I wanted to do a huge SWOT analysis on the whole thing so we can learn whatever lessons we, we could. And, and Vinny helped me do this. So Vinny's our program manager for this year. Yeah. Um, really experienced dude. And he sat down and he, he gave me some structure to, to go and do a full analysis on what went well, didn't go well, where are the opportunities were, the threats. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, in that process, I got feedback from the team. And um, as the leader of the whole thing, everything goes wrong this really falls down to me, right? Yeah. Um, and I needed to hear from them directly what, what it didn't do well. And they let me have it. Wow. Unvarnished. That's good, though. It was amazing, but it was definitely the hardest. Like, I, you know, everything I'm hearing, like, it, they're basically trying to tell me they were trying to do their job this way and here's how I got in their way or I didn't support them enough, right? And it was like so hard because I felt like I'd really let them down on a personal level, right? right? Um, so I, I can still feel like I had to sit and listen to it and I had to try and fight all of my own inner conversation to fight back, to justify, to explain all those things. I just had to take it. And it was, it was a long meeting, and it was face-to-face? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and this is the this is event. Everyone's exhausted as well. Not right after it. So, like, it's not, it's not, like, cold calculated. Here's where I think we can get better. It's direct to me, right? So that was a, that was a tough meeting. And I, I carry it around me because, um, like, one of the simple things that, that I learned from that, and maybe this is more valuable than anything else, right? But one of the things I learned was,
0: that um, something I'm terrible at is understanding that recognizing people's work, right?
1: On, on a basic level,
0: right?
1: right. And so when I do Filthy 150, I try and do it from the background. I'm not the guy with the mic out in front. Welcome to Filthy 150. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not the, that guy, right? Yes. I prefer to be... In the back watching every detail and seeing can we make it better because if it's all operating better then the front facing people all like everyone's happy right so i make the assumption then again that everybody just wants to be in the background doing their job and they're inherently rewarded by that right (laughs) <laughs> and you don't need someone to tell uh, you no but uh, but exactly now that can sound a bit like I don't need attention they all need attention that's not what the feedback they gave me yeah. right but what I realised was in it that I had failed to give them recognition for the great work they did right yeah. and I automatically get it because I'm seen as the head
0: the head of it the owner so the they re- don't need to say Jamie that was great they go 5150 was fantastic yeah and, 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 I, and fun I'm fun getting credit right
1: so and I'm not even seeing that. Yeah. By default, do. I'm getting the glow of whatever went well. Mm-hmm. Right? And they just get, they've just done the work and made it go really well, and they don't get the glow because n- nobody's put them up on a pedestal and said, like, look, at, look how, what a great job. Like, like Sharon, right, that weekend. That was her, like, eighth, seventh year doing filthy or something. Right? Wow. And people think Sharon does the scoring, right? And she does. But well, she leads the scoring team is what she really does. And what they don't see is that Sharon, over the years, has run analysis for me on scoring systems from CrossFit Games all the years, all the regionals. She has built models for scoring 1,200 athletes all the way down to 20. And the difference between, if you have 20 athletes versus 35 athletes in the field, different scoring systems are more suitable. Right. Right? Now, she's done all that hard work over the years. She's an expert on all that. She gets invited to do international CrossFit events to to lead scoring efforts in them Um, and uh, like at the event she's leading a team of people. she's not the one taking a scorecard and saying 126 reps (laughs) (laughs) like she's a team people doing that she's making sure that the scoring is two things scoring needs to be really accurate and really fast yeah and those two things don't go together well (laughs) usually right yeah accuracy and speed accuracy and speed so I put massive pressure on Shaz to do that like be more accurate, be faster, right? Every year we need to get this, this time down for, so when the person's off the floor and they grab their bag and it's there, it's there, it's there. and it's right. Okay. So she's under massive pressure and then she, she gets better and better and better out of year. But I don't have a natural way of doing that for Shaz of letting people see that work. Right.
0: Right.
1: I'm not good at it. It's not my default mode. Mm. So I have to find a way to do that because if I don't, I've got a team of people who are working their butts off, who are building this thing and they're not getting the recognition for it. Mm. Um, Because like, like she doesn't get paid for it. Mm. Like she does that for, for the event. She does it a little bit for me. I'm sure she does it for herself. But I mean, part of it has to be like, you know, you you need to get recognized Mm. for your great work. Everyone does. And so when, when I'm listening to the feedback from the team, that's what I'm getting from them right? And that killed me. And it still kills me. And I still, because of the pandemic, I still haven't put it right.
0: you haven't had a chance then, yeah.
1: Because that's the awful things with events. 12 months you have to wait. And this time it's 24 months. So, like, that was tough to hear. Well, have we you tried to implement it in other areas since? Well, the first thing I've tried to do is build a bigger team. So they are more supported in the thing. So we've definitely done that. We we're way more organized. This is the best we've been prepared for an event. Wow. And um, the, it's the most, it's, I think it's the happiest I've seen the team in their workflow as well. Right? Everyone knows what they're doing.
0: Is that because they've had two years off?
1: Well, <laughs> they were ready this time last year yeah. for, for November. They were, this is the best we've been. We've brought in some brilliant people to help. Right? Um, so that's my first thing. And then how I, how I sing their praises more that's on me. I'm terrified I'm going to fail at it again. But, man, I can't. Yeah. Nice. There you go. That's, that's the feedback. I mean, that's how you use it. Definitely. That one's done.
0: So what about you? Well, my difficult and valuable probably came together. And it's probably not quite as big as that one with you and Filthy, but it, it, it's, it's something I still think about. And back when I first started coaching in Crossford Dairy, I... Hadn't coached before, so I was still learning the thing. What age were you? Twenty two. Jack's age. A chap. A chap. Yeah. 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 And training meant a lot to me. And I read books about how to snatch better and aerobic capacity. And I went deep. How the foot should sit, and all these things. These things we love to talk about Mm. behind the scenes. Where the hips should go, how everyone's hip is different, shoulder overhead, everything, the details. And I try to fill classes with all the details all the time. Mm. So, the conversation we had the last night actually, this is quite funny because now I've gone full end where you gave me feedback and said, tell them why. And I, I wrote it in my book so I see it. And then the, the feedback you gave me was, 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 was. Why will it help them? I need to think about that. And that used to be all I think about. I'm like, you're going to do this now because it's going to help you snatch on the kilos. Go. And so the general feedback I got was too much information and way too serious. Military operation and no one had a chance to crack a smile or say a word to anyone. And I find it really hard because I was like, this is the type of class I want to be in. Where it's like, we come in, we're concentrating, we're going to get fitter. And the reward from that is not that you have fun, it's that the next time you come in, you're fitter. And in six months' time, you go to a competition like Filthy and it's like, yes. That class, take off James, fantastic. That's what I. That's what it was in my head, and I, I was basically told by members and other coaches, "You, you need to change this." So, who told you drastically? Um, Do you remember Graham? Yeah, Graham. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's like, it, "It's great. You're so knowledgeable. So knowledgeable, but scary." <laughs> I, like, I couldn't be scary. I couldn't be intimidated I, I've been told I'm intimidating some a couple of times actually, in class as a coach. I was like, "I'm five for five seventy kilos." What <laughs> <want> the fuck is <laughs> intimidating about me? No way. And it's just the attitude of. And has said that to me before. She's like, "You, you're like, on. Oh, mm. This is. We know you care, but." Oh. Yeah, it's intense. It's intense. So yeah. something I, I still try and work on, but it's just having more fun in my class and making sure that... Not making sure that people have fun, but just trying to be... You know, <laughs> <get started. laughs> have fun! <laughs> no, uh, But like, yeah, if I'm having fun and I'm laughing and giggling through it with people... I typically know that it's not the most serious class and so I found it really hard to receive at 22 like this is poxy you're all wrong
1: yeah so tell me do you remember the feeling?
0: yeah (laughs) it got wrenching kind of you're a shit coach this isn't how it should be done that's what it felt like and it it, it, it isn't something that I just kind of went home and went, oh, do you know what? Yeah, they're right. I'm going to change it. It was like weeks and months of, I still don't know if I agree with this.
1: Yeah. So do, do you think it's because you had a lot of confidence in what you did in the first place? Yeah. And that's always the harder. I always find that, like, it's when you get feedback in something that you are confident in. Yeah. It's way harder. Oh, well, way harder. Way harder, isn't it? Like because because you it think- digs into the confidence. Yeah, and you, you have a, a perception of yourself that's, I'm doing great here.
0: Yeah. Well, it, it's funny you say that now, right? So I got that feedback and it took me a, a lot longer than it would now for me to actively go, oh hmm, yeah, maybe that should change. Hmm. And I have changed it slightly, but I, I still am like that a little bit. But I know now, as soon as I start feeling that feeling of going, i good at (laughs) this. Oh, yeah. Mm. Big dog. As soon as that happens, I'm like, there's something. And I find it hard then to balance that confidence. You need to kind of be confident. Oh, you do. It's all the room. 100%. But you need to be able to have the hubris to go, oh, well, how can it be better?
1: Yeah. Um, I, I tell you, I know, I mean, I know I went through a phase for a couple of years as well where I had I had taken a leap forward as a coach because I got a new mentor who gave me loads of new information. And the mentor was really knowledgeable, but it was it was almost a little bit like so certain in this is the way we do things that you get a certainty yourself, like, oh, I found the magic. This is the code, magic. this everyone is the info. And there's this everyone needs to do this, and and I can't believe I didn't notice before. And I was such an idiot. And now I know it. I've gone from not knowing to knowing. Yes, yeah. Right. And there was probably two or three years where I was definitely overconfident. This is, this was in, um, this was in martial arts into transitioning into more fitness right. time. Right. And, um, and I'd learned all of this new functional fitness stuff. And I remember, um, I remember going to a course and, I remember realising gradually over the course, oh, I don't have a clue. I, I don't have a clue compared to some of these people. Yeah, I don't have a clue of half what they're talking about even. Yeah. And there's that sinking feeling of, you know, you realise in an afternoon that, that what you taught for the last couple of years wasn't the truth and you, you've so much to go. But I think every coach has to go through that overconfident yeah. phase. Um, uh, and I, I guess this is why... Part of our culture is feedback because we want to make sure that we minimize that for coaches so they can keep developing. Yeah. So once you get into that mode, you're, you stop learning and well, everything, everything slows down.
0: I thought, even, even coming to Bill, whenever I first started working here, I thought I was a great coach because that's all I'd heard mm.
1: from
0: coaches and clients and everything alike. And then I did one of Christopher's classes and I was like, huh, that was really good. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and then I've had conversations with Christopher since we had one on Sunday we were cleaning the gym and he started one thing I still struggle with is my class plan and getting all the information I need into it and then getting it back out again Mm. and why I'm doing it and whatnot. and then Christopher just started talking about how he does his class plan the other day and I just kind of went my jaw dropped, and I was like, can I take my phone out and start like, writing this down while he's talking? Oh, that root neck. I was just, whoa. And that was on Sunday. That was a, not a knock to my confidence, but I was kind of, like I'm 100 and, I think I've done 104 classes in now All right. Because you know, yeah, I have it saved in my Very nice. class plan yeah. sheets. Cool. And I was like, yeah. And I've got great feedback. Everyone's yeah, like, James, you're great. We love your classes. Yeah, yeah. I'll see you tomorrow. Deadly. And I started to get the hang of the class plans and everything's felt a little bit more, a little bit easier. And then Christopher started talking about it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm so not good enough yet. <laughs> There's yeah. still so much room.
1: Yeah, yeah. And let me tell you, it never stops. Never stops. Oh, no! Yeah. It never it's stops. Yeah. Yeah. It never stops. Um, but the other thing, other, what it makes me think of is um, the value of feedback, if it's not there, right, it costs it costs you somewhere. Right? Uh, it's not there. And I think before I was getting feedback, when I opened the gym, it was me on my own. Yeah. The feedback was people would cancel their membership
0: that's feedback, <laughs> that's,
1: feedback. <laughs> that's feedback i'm not coming back, not coming back. they just decide to not go there anymore because it's not good enough
0: yeah
1: and it could be that the toilets weren't clean enough it could have been that the class ran over it could be that they didn't like the coaching it could be like that you know the the gym wasn't nice or did yeah. someone pissed them off but if we don't know you find out the hard way which is it costs you in your pocket you lose a job you get you know there's something like the ultimate cost comes around it's it's there because if there's a gap in your game it's gonna show somewhere somewhere so I'd much prefer to hear about it at a time much earlier where I can fix it um than find out the you know the ultimate cost at the end of it yeah. where you know where it's it reads really things you know I can take the emotional pain yeah. <laughs> the little dart of it now um because you get you get past that yeah but the other thing, the other way is it's really hard. So um, I think ultimately we always have to be thinking about if we don't have this, there's a cost somewhere. It's coming. Yeah. So I prefer to have it active. So I know for us at Bua, we're always thinking about, well, can we keep it alive, a live thing that it's always going? Yeah. Because, you know, it, it, it gets easier. Yeah, You find the habit of it. Yeah. Um, and if it's flowing all directions all the time then when it comes up it's you're desensitized you're like okay deadly feedback hit me hit me with it and 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 um we also get used to giving it then so when i give feedback i, I sit someone now go feedback are you ready this one's gonna be tough brace yourself <laughs> yeah. and, and then you're, you're like i know you can take it but get ready it's coming and then they can go, oh shit! Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, they do that most yeah. of the time. Okay, right. Okay, shit. H- give it to me. And y- you have to tough it out. Both of you have to tough it yeah. out. But you know, it's the the opposite is the cost. The ultimate cost yeah. comes along.
0: Fair, cool. I like that. Um, double vowel question. Yeah. What's the most rewarding feedback you've ever had? What's the most rewarding feedback you've ever? Give it oh, all. And on the second one, kind of be specific. I don't mean rewarding for them, but rewarding for you. To you were like, I can't wait to tell them this. Yeah. So,
1: um, so re- rewarding to receive. Yeah. I think it actually, you know, because Fifty One Fifty is so dialed up that things. When they go bad, they go really bad. When they go well, they go really well <laughs> on a different scale. Yeah. And something that's been so rewarding has been. Um, so remember, CrossFit changed the structure of the sport last year. Yeah. Then they said they're going to do semi finals. There's only going to be whatever, eight of them, yeah. down from 28 sanctionals. And we knew that there was going to be big changes. We've had some of the biggest names, athletes, and coaches in the sport. Contact CrossFit with long emails asking them to make us a semi-final. Wow! And copy us in on it. And you're reading the the feedback, the event, the positive feedback, and it's it's like to Dave Castro, (laughs) to me, and it's from ex-athletes. Wow! And you're reading, you're like, oh my god, that's huge. It is huge. So that sort of stuff, you're like, okay, for all of the problems, because I only see the problems. I know that we also did some good things it's hard for me to really pinpoint them. But when you see them written down, you're like, okay, some people really liked these aspects of it. Deadly. So we, so that's good feedback. You're like, that's the stuff they valued. We have to safeguard that. We can make sure that's there next year. Plus fix more problems. So that was valuable Deadly. to yeah. receive. That's telling. Um yeah.
0: to give. To give, yeah. That's a tough one. So though. I've asked you that because you said the most difficult one to receive was essentially that you weren't given positive feedback you weren't giving people rewarding yeah feedback mm.
1: so now i'm trying to pre- yeah so i remember i remember one day i was in class mm-hmm. and i was i was doing the class and I had my antenna up for the class as well. I was kind of like, I need to work out, but I also just want to just tune in to see how the classes are going. Right? And I was watching it, and I was like, this class is so good. Yeah. Like, you know, when someone's in their flow, they have the right amount of information, the right amount, the right mood, crystal clear communication. The vibe was amazing. I was learning. I was warming up. I was feeling physically good brief was excellent workout was amazing i knew exactly what i was trying to achieve in the workout got coached all the way through the workout really positively really uh, constructively five at the end was perfect and i felt compelled to tell everybody so i i gathered the group in after it and just told the group this coach just delivered pretty much the perfect class wow and i get, and i did the claps for for, for Christopher. Three claps on three, Daily. and that was good because you don't get to do it. And uh, like you said earlier, who you get feedback from. Like I know what a good class looks like. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Customer I I, noticed you know that, and he knows I know that. So I was like, so not everybody enjoys the classes, different levels all the time. Yeah. But from a technical point of view, it was master He, he gave an amazing class that day. It's like people need to know. I just felt compelled. So that was really good. Do you remember what the class was? No. I don't. I don't remember. I just remember, like you know, as I was analysing, was like Jesus, that's really good today. You know, all the way through, and it just kept getting better. So that that was one that's fun to give because it's not. I could have pulled him aside, man. That was great because I I tell him that. All the time, yeah. I give him that positive feedback too. Doing it in front of people was yeah, it's the recognition bit, you know. Yeah, so that was cool. It's awesome. I don't know how he felt about it. I don't know if, if he was embarrassed or if it felt
0: if it felt a bit like, you know. Well, knowing Christopher, I'd say that it, he probably appreciated it, but he probably still would have been like.
1: Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah 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 no he's he's happy when he gets good feedback believe yeah. me he's oh, happy he is. Everyone, yeah. everyone is but he likes the other stuff doesn't he he does oh yeah, it's not doubt yeah yeah he only he only pulled me out yesterday out of the gym yesterday i said he had delivered a message in one of our meetings recently and he pulled me out and said here see that message i gave yesterday i need some feedback on it. i'm not sure how well it went how would you have, and he does that all the time yeah that's the regular thing and we know each other so well that i could be straight oh yes yeah. no good isn't.
0: bad no
1: exactly <laughs> this was great that was too much that and like, yeah i felt like that
0: yeah you're right it doesn't even confirmed class yeah that's the. i struggled with this one i don't know what the most rewarding feedback i've received is i like on tuesday night whenever you said my class was excellent that felt nice because i was
1: excited to get feedback off you yeah we haven't done much no. because we haven't seen each other as much as we'd like so the yeah so um Were you nervous about feedback when I called you? You didn't look at it. You looked like you relished it.
0: That's why I'm here. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I said at the start, I want to be the best coach Mm. possible. I know that you are a better coach than me. So I'm like... So have have you given rewarding feedback that stands out? I've given rewarding feedback. Good question. Um... Yeah, there's a few. I think there's a few times in class where I've said to people with such genuine honesty that like, that was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. What you just did and how you did it. Because a lot of the time I'll just be like, oh, "That was dead. Yeah, well, no. it's good on." But there's other times where I've just been like, no, no, no. That was the way you did this, 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 this. You strung it together. And and I get excited saying it. And they're like, their eyes light up and mm. they smile and they just kind of pause. And that's, I've done that a, a, a couple of times.
1: Isn't it weird that we find the negative stuff so much easier to remember? Way easier. It just, It's just such a terrible part of us as people that it's a vice and a virtue isn't it yeah because I, I don't know there's something about it there's something about we reject the positive so easily we just we're not rejected just take it and go yeah 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 we'll get to the good stuff which is the negative yeah. stuff well I said this to
0: Christopher <laughs> me and Christopher had a call on Wednesday then so you gave me the feedback on Tuesday night mm. me and Christopher had a call on Wednesday and he was like how'd your day go yesterday how are classes and everything and I said like, yeah great Jamie give me feedback he was like oh yeah I said like, yeah finally sat down He's like, how would it go? And I was like, yeah, he's real complimentary. And he gave me, like, three pieces to work on. But he was kind of a little, not dismissive of it, but I wanted more. Mm. And it's funny now you say that. Yeah, same thing. But I think that comes back to then, like, personal development. You saying my class was excellent doesn't give me room to develop. Mm. Not as a person, not as a coach. Yeah. So it can only be the negative feedback that gives you the room for the growth. Yeah, And I suppose then for people like us, it's just, we have to be able to take a second and go, yeah, that was good. Whenever you do get positive feedback. And that's something Jill has probably hammered into me a little bit more. Like when you do something good and you reach a goal, reward buy the thing, go
1: to the place, do the whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, i could come back to my mother. Um, she, so my mother is a psychotherapist, right? Yeah. So she's really tuned into these things. Yeah. And she yeah. she would have always said to me as well, you know, we're very quick to absorb the criticism, but what about the, like, can we sit with the wins and the positivity? Yeah. And can we sit in that space as much as the other because we need to have the balance. Yeah. And I've given feedback to people on classes that I've enjoyed so much and we end up so focused on the improvement area that the person come away feeling like it wasn't a good class.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> or they have done terribly. I'm like, yeah. I haven't done this well because yeah. this person I've left this person with an impression that there's so something terrible going on where something amazing is going on with something to work on. So for me, I have to labour the, the positive stuff if it's really positive. I won't over labor it, but if, if I'm laboring, it, it means I really liked it because I need you to hear that it was really good. Because if I'm going to give you the, the if, we, if I am going to give you something negative, I know you're obsessed about it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, but, uh, because there'll be days where it be like, there wasn't much good here. It's all bad. And then those days are much harder. So you have to say so the take, you, days where it's good, you have to you have to make sure you give that that message real clear because that, that's just as important.
0: So see whenever you are delivering uh, maybe difficult feedback, maybe this varies person to person, but is there there's obviously bad ways to deliver feedback. Mm. Yeah. and
1: how's that? how is that? Do you still do it? Yeah, I still do it, but. Uh, less and less. Mm -hmm. So I think as, say, as coaches, we're programmed for fault finding, right? So one of the things that we'll do in coach development is common faults for movements. And we list what are the common things we see people doing wrong with these that we'd like to fix. If we're fault finding and we're giving feedback to someone in their class, we can get into that mode as well. I'm sitting here just fault finding. You can do that and come away with a list of faults for somebody and just fire at them and even if you're really really want like if it's genuine like here's where you can get better and i'm going to be as constructive in my language as possible um it's still um just fault finding yeah do you get me and i think um the best feedback is given where you're you really want to see the person succeed not improve necessarily Will succeed at what they're trying to do. Right. Because when we get into it, just improve, it can just be criticism. Yeah. It can just feel like here's all the things that you could do better. Um, and you know, when you're coaching somebody, mm-hmm. you see you could see six faults. You don't just go and list all their faults, <laughs> right? <laughs> you give them a cue to improve one thing, yeah. And with with uh, feedback, whether it be for a coach or for anything within the workplace, even um. I always have to try and take a second step. I go, well, here's what I've identified as a problem. Now, do I give the person the unvarnished, here is the issue, go and fix it for yourself. Sometimes that's the right thing in my judgment. Or else it's, well, maybe I could give them a solution instead of a problem.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: And that depends on the person, how equipped they are to deal with it on their own. Or do I think that they could do with a suggestion? Do you get me? So it's always for me, but if I really want to see them succeed, what will help them succeed? And that's where if it comes from that place, the person usually feels that and they can take it a bit better. I think the big pitfall is telling somebody feedback because you want to tell them how much you know. And that's the pitfall of giving feedback. I've identified all these things because I know about them. Now I'm going to tell you how much I know
0: yeah but there's no direction for or potential solution it's just yeah and, uh, and and it can still be helpful right
1: but it's i just think that it comes from a place of like selfish ego not of i genuinely genuinely want to see you it succeed it's a very easy tool to use to build yourself up is to give feedback to everybody yeah because you're focusing on everybody's faults that you of course would never do
0: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: so, it's a, a it's a subtle one, you know? I think it's a subtle one. I think you have to get your own energy right.
0: So, can we tie that back to we were talking about who we get feedback from? Mm. So, let's say your example on Jason Kleeper, like mm. you spent one, there's the obvious tick the boxes of he has X amount of gyms and he's doing these things that you want to do. So, he's an authority figure that way but then you were both in a place where you both had to travel Mm. to get there. Mm. Like, it's not like you just kind of landed at his door and you're like, here, come here, tell me a bit of this. Like, you were in a scenario where you knew that he cared about your potential outcome. So do you think that becomes more of a factor then whenever there's maybe, I don't like, not levels of authority, but if it's it's a bit more even keel, where you're both at a similar level, do you think that plays a bigger factor?
1: Yeah. I mean, Kalipa knows I've I've reached out to him, will you do this with me? I've paid him a lot of money and I've flown to do it. He's there for that job. Yeah. It's, it's already written into the contract. I want as much as I can from you. Hit me with everything. Yeah. Right. When I'm, say, if you're in class with another coach who you work as a colleague, and you're not their mentor and you come out of class and you think, I've got some feedback for this person. First up, then it definitely becomes way more sensitive a situation yeah. and you have to become way more um, deliberate about how you deliver that, I think. Yeah. And I think the first thing, it has to be solicited. Mm-hmm. I think the person coming to you saying, have you any feedback for me, is a great start. Yeah. If you go to them right away, it, it makes tense. It, tent- it takes... It, it, it's way more difficult to overcome that yeah so therefore in our culture we try and encourage everyone to ask for feedback so that we don't have to go give it to them Mm -hmm. then there is um once they've asked then you have to ask yourself well am i being a person who is telling them what i know or just what i notice recklessly because it can become reckless i'm just gonna wipe out all your confidence in a five-minute conversation or am i genuinely saying well what would i not not what i know but what would i like to like if they're going to succeed can i help them in any way shape or form yeah now so you've identified that a very important thing there it's when the relationship level is different then we have to become way more deliberate about how we do it i think
0: do you have like a a go-to method for how to deliver feedback
1: a go-to method.
0: Yeah. Like, do you have any structure or is there certain things? Like, obviously, person to person, I imagine it's different, right? But are there certain... You know the way, in our class plan, we have those checkboxes. Yes. When you're delivering feedback, have you got checkboxes?
1: I, I usually go with a SWOT analysis. Right. And that really helps me structure the conversation. Cool. So the strengths. What went well? Uh, and I list those things. It's so important, like we discussed. Yeah. And then weaknesses. So what is the thing that I think could improve? Mm-hmm. The opportunities. How will I do that? So where could we get better next time? Here's the solution. And then the threats are like, well, if this continues, what bad thing is going to happen? Damn. Right. Yeah. So that's the the that's my personal structure for it. And then I pick from those lists of things. Then I try and structure it based on how I think that person is feeling or where they're at with their development and what they need to hear on that day. Wow, that's
0: interesting. That's good to know.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's something that in the last couple of years I've used a bit more and it's been really effective. The checklist that we have gives us more structure. We can say, these three things were good. You see this box is checked. I didn't see much evidence of it. So talk me through it and you can ask the questions.
0: Yeah, that's dead. I kind of, whenever... Whenever I give feedback, and I'm kind of thinking, in a class setting too, if someone comes to me and they're like, "I want this, I want to work towards it, I want to help with it, or whatever," not that I used to think I did it to get out of really helping, but I kind of find I like giving people a level of autonomy, and I end up asking questions and trying to put the onus back on the person and go, why? How do you think you should get there? Why do you want to do this? Mm. What's your reasoning? All of this sort of stuff. So I kind of find typically, because people do tend to come to me for that stuff. Maybe it's because I talk about it and post about it a little bit more. Mm. But I love, and it works for me. I love when people ask me questions whenever I ask them for feedback and I end up giving people the same type of feedback. Why, where, how, those types of things. Do you ever?
1: Yes. And I think if that, if the opportunity is there to do that, I think it's, it's really good because the person owns their own answer. Something I've also seen more and more of is that sometimes someone just wants the answer yeah as well right so it depends on the person the situation all that but um i think more and more um like it comes out to that assumption thing i assume that they know what i know mm. and that in this area if it's health and fitness i probably know a bit more than they know yeah and i'm trying to get, get them to search for an answer yeah that they might not have so um I I think there, it's it's a great way in certain scenarios, but I've also seen I've also tried to do that before, and the person ends up with the wrong answer. But then when they, when they get there, I'm like, uh, uh, maybe <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually,
0: actually, yeah, that's was wrong. <laughs> I suppose that then comes down to your relationship with. I wouldn't if that was someone I just met. I probably wouldn't ask the questions in return. Yeah, it yeah. would be. Here's what I think. An answer that way mm. but if it was someone that i know quite well or i have a good relationship with i'd probe
1: yeah. more maybe that way yeah. yeah absolutely oh i think i think it's a great way to, and it's a good way to build a relationship with somebody as well you get to know them in that they get to know you a bit and i do think that bit at the end where they get to own their answer is great because they, they realize that they had the answer all along they just needed a bit of help getting there it's a it's a more powerful outcome i think yeah. for sure um but yeah i also uh, i guess maybe um maybe i'm becoming less patient or something but now i'm getting to the answer quicker with okay. people these days a bit more yes i see all that but here this has worked loads of times it'll probably work again yeah so uh, i am doing that a bit more there's some feedback from me. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? when the outcome happens it's probably a good thing. Like, if, there's a bit of a timeline thing, right? Say yeah. if somebody has the luxury of learning loads of lessons, fucks up enough four times. And every time they learn a lesson the fourth time they get it, they've really lived it. And they were like, okay, all those things that work is sometimes it'd be nice to get to number four right away. We could, yeah, we take the shortcut and they get the outcome and we can move on. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: there's a bit of, there's a bit of both. Yeah, Depends on the thing, doesn't it? Yeah, that's boring answer. Yeah, boring answer. Daddy. Feedback. Yeah, we talked a lot about it today. We did. And and I got some feedback. That was great from a personal level. Thank you, Jamie. Cheers my man.